down on it Take a good look at mirrors We upside down Like a bullseye stone at night we run it You can moan alright I got no vision Gonna make you mine what you done to me, yeah. I could hear the tone I could hear the tone of love Welcome to my bed I got loving for you, baby Welcome to my bed Don't get comfortable Move it like a leather Welcome to my bed I got loving for you, baby Welcome to my bed Don't get
for me, go on the road I'm not a cast over my head.
Hey yo, welcome to Club Shut Up 330. Okay. Alrighty. Let me turn off this AC. It's cold in here. Uh, let me see. Not explain why I got so sleepy all of a sudden, but I was supposed to take my kid to the park around 4 p.m. I guess, yeah, 4 p.m. But it was so hot outside, it was like 32, and then um, I just felt sleepy. And I told her, yeah, listen, let me sleep a bit then. I think uh, by six, I was just out. And uh, so thankfully, uh, her mom took her to the park for me. Um, I'm thankful for that because I was out. I, and I woke up just like 20 minutes ago. And I was just sleepy. I don't think I'm... Maybe I've just I just need to sleep more. I think man, it is what it is. Sometimes you just you're just tired. What about you? I hope you're feeling good. I hope you are in the greatest spirits. Why is this thing making me all? This thing is looking pink. Uh, greenish. Anyway. I'm wearing a South Africa represent t-shirt by Shadowware. You can get it on the store, shadowware.com which this show is brought to you by the gods of good fortune. There's no stream royalty because anybody who does a super chat of 99 cents becomes the stream royalty. I hope everybody's doing good. Put what time it is where you you watching this from, put the flag of where you're watching from and what time it is for you. Um, as I'm getting my thoughts together, uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Um, you know who you are, you know how we do. I was thinking of something, but then I was like, I'm tired of changing this thing all the time. <laughs> but I was like, wouldn't it make sense if I took the Club Shadow logo here, right? And I put it here in the middle, here, like here. And I just make these icons, put them a little bit to the side and just put Club Shadow here. That would be cute. I have to try that. I have to try that. I also have to buy a new... Um, I have to get myself a new... A new... Um, don't forget to put your likes and don't forget to, to, to tell me what time it is where you're watching from. Put the flag, the city, and what time it is. Uh, it is 10.47pm uh, here in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, yeah. So listen, I want to talk to you about a few of, uh, listen, I hesitated a long time because I was so tired and, and, and woke up completely like, you know, when you wake up and you're like, uh, I just wanted to put a, like a listening party so that I could just not be so active. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm going to talk about what's going on. 
and um yeah but there's something i've i've been saying that i want to do right and i didn't do it yet um is changing the the intro of uh, club shada uh and there's a few things that I, I i encountered that listen changed my life there's a few things that changed my life i have to, I have to show you i have to show you because these are a few things that really changes everything i mean for what i do let me see if i can turn on final cut pro because i have to show you that um that's one of the things another thing i want to talk to you about is um emotions but i have to I have to to do it the right the right the right way listen uh don't mind me i'm still um my mind is still blurred from just being super sleepy and i'm not in the middle of this screen there we go much better all right uh oops oops whoops uh what up tome how you doing oof look at that they look great did i did i put my comment too big no i like that what up tome how you doing you're good this is the new comment uh, thing as you can see it comes up it has a little animation and it comes back down uh muna's music what up how you doing i hope you're doing good uh as i am what up sabrina i hope you're doing good eve long time how you how you doing what's good with you what happened all this time ah look at this what up reta sending love from south africa it is 11:48 p.m out there in south africa <coughs> oh. hey what up anan how you doing sister i hope you're doing good all right listen one thing i want to do uh and i want to talk first before we dive we dive into the serious subjects uh i want to talk about two things the first of them first of them is um i need listen my my screen right now is a mess and and something that i hate but that i hate is using a trackpad the apple trackpad is i don't know the feeling in my hands i don't know if the electricity static is i just hate it uh and my mouse is charging and you cannot use this stupid mouse when it's charging because of course they put the the the, the, the entrance to the charger down there instead of up there or on the side or something so you could use while it's charging which would make sense but yeah apple 
uh, I don't know. Listen, when I use the, the, the trackpad at a point, my fingers hurt. So I'm going to charge the mouse as much as I can. Let me see how much charge I have. I have 12%. I'm going to wait maybe until 30%. And then after that, I'm going to, I'm going to continue. La milliardaire, what up? Ah, look at this. My shadow gang is here this time. Dahlia, ooh, you're watching from Quebec on the way home. Are you, are you driving? You guys love to drive. I hate driving. It is 5.51 p.m. out there in Quebec, Canada. I like this, I like this, I like this. So, um, okay, one thing I want to do first uh, is before I talk to you about a little edition and then I talk about some serious subject, I want to, I've been wanting to do it and I keep not doing it. So I guess the best thing for me to do is to do it during the show or maybe start watching for some, some stuff. Say hi to my cousin. Uh, is maybe do some of this stuff or maybe start choosing while I'm live because if not, I'm gonna keep thinking about it because I only think about it when I watch it. Uh, and it's only when I watch it that I'm like, oh damn, I wanna change this. Uh, and then when I'm done uh, doing my live, I just forget. So it is changing this intro. I'm just, uh, I'm tired of it. And um, I, want, I want something simpler. So the intro was made on a, with a plugin, uh, a plugin for Final Cut Pro called, uh, from a, a website that I love, that I use all the time called, uh, let me turn off all these. Ah, what an idiot. It's <laughs> just, something that I needed. <laughs> All right, there it is. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, M motion VFX. Actually, it was done with, um, on, a, on a website that does plug in for Final Cut, which is the program that I use for editing. And, um, I just got to buy a new one. So you, the way it's done is that they have, um, they have the, all these, these intros and, and animation that you can really just use and add your photos, add, add your, your text. And they have the animation pre-built and you can either, it's just a bunch of little, uh, clips. No, better it's better to show you it's better to show you because it's hard to explain so uh let me see where do i have my intro do i have the intro of this show because i'm talking i don't even know if i have it let me see there it is club shutter intro season four there it is so as you can see oh all right let me see uh go to app there it is boom 
so as you can see this is the intro uh and so it's a timeline with so if i if i double click in it let me see it's a nightmare oh there you go here on the side you have all the different images that i'm using for example this is the first image this is the second one and all the animation is done all you have to do is add all your images here on the side and then uh for every zone you have uh where are your texts oh there you have the text that you put everywhere right once you fill up all this information you have all your um yeah you have your video ready and then you can have it as long as you want so you can have it like this as a already made one minute video that you or you can also uh where are they are they here uh or you can get it that's the project or you can also get them oops i did something stupid or you can get it like um, uh, module by module so this is one module this is another one you can put them in the 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 the, the you can really uh, edit them the way you want and put uh put them on the on the order you want but me i just used used it how it was but you can get it like this as a generator or you can also get them uh let me see where they where are they i'm not even sure where project 15 is your free uh do they go to the titles i don't even know where they go i think they're here yeah there you see here you can get them as individual uh animations and you you do what you want so this is the, the this is the way it starts and then you can change the colors etc etc so it is cool but i don't know i'm just tired of it so i need to buy a new one um so let me get back to chrome so we can choose a new one um uh let me see there you go I'm thinking of um, plugins, timelines, timelines. What is this? I have no idea what is it. What is, it? What, what is it? Timelines. That's new. I don't think that's what I'm looking for. I think I'm looking for templates. <laughs> All right. So a modular template is what you use in this case. And I'm looking for something that is way less. How can I say? I'm looking for something that is less photographic and more um yeah i would say more uh more more title like 
for example let me see this one I hope there's no sound in there let me see no not at all no not at all that's not at all what I'm looking for oh maybe something like that more like that but this is to you see what i mean something more like that but less less uh maybe this one is too fast but yeah i want something like that to not use photos and just have these type of modules but maybe that's not the one i'm looking for let me see if there's something in this style uh the rhythm mm. I like this this is this is nice yes but no <laughs> yes but no uh and listen these guys have a ton of them you just need to find the right one that works for you um then you can put it in your oh adventure awaits oh this is not bad I wouldn't you you don't have to use it with videos you can just put uh your photos uh, yeah, no, this this is way too photographic i want something that is um how can i say that is not too much that's what I'm, that's what i'm looking for something that is not too much and um i have to find it but they have a ton of them that I can oh let me see that hmm. no this is more for a slideshow can I search for let's say presentation news social media vintage futuristic let me see news as if I was a news show oh Without the countdown, this could be cool. Uh, let me see this one. Documentary opener. I like this. I like this one. Club Shada. Yeah, it's very documentary, but with different photos, that could be cool. This is way too scientific, but hmm. eh. yeah, this is okay. 
this this makes me think of the old one no i don't like this one i don't like this one if you like something tell me we like uh, we like this one this is interesting club shadow logo oh no it started well but no I don't like this one I want something that is simpler see something simpler typographic but without without abusing ah aha uh -huh. like this this might be the one hmm I'm not a fan of the, the thing in the middle, but that could be a nice, that could be a nice beginning for Club Shadow. I like this one. Hmm. Let me see if they have something of that style. History modular. No, I don't like this one. No, I don't like this one too. This is nice. What's the name of it? Amazing story. 1242. Huh. What about this? much too much 3d yeah I have to find up yeah yeah there's way too many there's way but I'll find a win I'll find the one there must be one that really you know those are way too news let me see maybe the tra travel one no that's the problem there's way too many and it's hard to find like i need something that is more typographic let me see typographic Uh, not at all. Listen, there's so much choice that it's hard to find exactly what what I want. exactly what I don't know I don't want 
I it's gonna take me forever to find something that I like there's way too much choice I could use that with photos instead of videos This is way too much. There's way too much stuff in here. Anyway, I have to take my time. I have to keep looking. It's not as easy as that. I have to take a whole afternoon to find the right one that I like. And yeah, anyway. Uh, what else? Damn, I lost everybody. I lost everybody with my stuff. <laughs> everybody left, everybody left. It's boring. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Anyway, um, let me see what I wanted to talk about uh, before that. Uh, I want to talk about two things about, uh, you know, like being way too emotional. Uh, when you are responding to people and mm, I've learned during the I've learned during the years to control my emotions when uh, when people criticize my work uh, and understand that you have to be able to make the difference between um, critical, constructive criticism and just idiots. And, oh, somebody wants to be the stream royalty again? What's going on here? I forgot. I'm looking at the chat and I see that Anan wants to be the stream royalty again. Oh, when does it appear? I saw it before it appears this time. Usually I'm surprised by it. Um, as I was saying, uh, where is it? So, interestingly, oh, that's interesting. I just realized something. Let me check something. Stream. Uh, interesting. 
Thank you, Anan. Are you staying the stream royalty? Thank you so much for your super chat. Oh, they change stuff here around here. Long time I haven't been here. I was saying to myself, where is the stream elements chatbot? But it's here. It's actually here. Uh, thank you for being the stream royalty and supporting the show on and again. Um, so yeah, as I was telling you, uh, I, you know, when you put yourself out there, right. And you get open for, uh, criticism, right. It is sometimes hard for you, depending on how you've been raised, what is your sign, what is your, what type of energy you have, right? And what type of energy you're trying to protect in your life. It might be sometimes very hard for you to keep, to keep it cool and to not take things personal all the time. So to give you an example, uh, when I was uh, 24, 25, um, or 26, I don't remember, 1998, and my first album came out, right? Uh, yeah, listen, I'm, when you do an album, you do some new music, and you do it for... not to receive the praise you do it to express yourself and maybe to do a career in the music industry or as an artist as a performer do some shows and but in reality uh it's a process and you're learning all the the, the you're learning everything right you're learning to be on stage you learn maybe maybe you you're good on stage already uh maybe you have a good aura and you got a good charisma and people love you already but when you put out a body of work on a CD uh, and you sell a hundred thousand of them and you start playing on the radio in in other countries, other territories, other cities. And uh, back in the days, the people that would give their opinions publicly would be the journalists. So. Um, it's, it's very interesting because I went through it, I went through the the transition between being criticized by professionals uh, the journalists to being criticized by anybody and so the way it was back in the days so when I released my first album uh my my the record label so it was a, a a sub label of sony uh called glob music so glob music would tell you to come wednesday at 10 a.m and to be free from 10 a.m till 8 p.m and they would have a conference room in the in the in the, in the record company and you would be there and journalists will come so Maybe you would have you and five, six, seven journalists 
or it would be interviews one by one. Depending on the type of interview you, you would do, maybe you would sit, sit there with like five people and then another five people would come and then another five and then it would be just that one person from that one magazine that would, that would want to do a, a one hour interview with you and then after that you would have two people and then you have another five and you would have like a media day where you're doing like everything so that these people who had your album maybe a week before it comes out are asking you a few questions and after that Hopefully, they give a review of your album and they give you a note, depending on the type of publication. They might tell you, hey, listen, seven on 10, eight on 10, and explain maybe, maybe they just do a little paragraph on, on your album, or maybe they do a, a full interview. And uh, this is how people would discover your music. This is how people would, the people reading, like I remember there was a magazine when I was uh, uh, in my 20s called Max. And when you when you had a, a, a review of your album in Max, oh, listen, then everybody would know about your music and it would drive people to go try it, buy it, uh, or just go listen to it at the store and maybe buy it. So I remember how it was, you know, the media, the media thing. And actually, I used to love it. I used to love these days because you get to express yourself, you get to explain what's behind your album, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And back then, there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter, there was no. And listen, so people had the internet, but not a lot of people. It was like I don't know, a hundred thousand people, a million people on the internet. Not like today when there's. 2 billion people on the internet or 3 billion like at that time the internet was really like maybe emails um, in France we still had Minitel etc etc so whenever somebody had a, a good critic for you and because it was a professional uh, a music critic you would feel very happy because you knew it would drive your sales and whenever somebody had a negative critic on your music or your project you'd be sad because you knew it would it could uh, potentially kill your sales and uh, some people maybe would not go buy it but lucky for me first album all the critics were amazing uh, all the interviews were great. Um, listen, the people interviewing me were as young as me, and we were just, you know, they were having asking great questions, and I'm, I was all, I've always been comfortable with these type of things. So, as we were doing it, um, I guess there was no reason to really be emotional because these people, I don't know. Um, Maybe it's because of your record company, because you would have a press, a PR team, and they would choose the right person. So listen, uh, when I released my first album, of course, they, I had all the Zook, Zook world music, West Indies, French West Indies, and maybe a little bit of R&B and hip hop publications. But it was, it, they choose the right people. And then, and then, then we started 
to broaden the scope to to be like okay this is a world music album and a magazine like max like a vsd like french magazines and then a few publication from outside uh, most of the time it would be done by email you would reply to the question or on the phone but it would be mostly french french uh, publications so the question were more or less always the same oh why do you sing in english oh because i speak five languages at that time i spoke five um and uh what is the album about da, 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 da. what do you think of this da, 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 da. et cetera et cetera and listen I had amazing reviews from the album. I hope I could show you. Uh, I'll actually do a show where I read the old reviews of my album because I still have a lot of the magazines and scans from 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 that era. And uh, I don't know if I have uh, if I have some of these scanned here because uh, I probably kept them in a in a folder somewhere but uh right now i don't have no clue where i would have done this probably because my mom used to to uh to save these things for me but I, I i don't remember where i i probably have them as as files somewhere i have to put them in my in my photo book but anyway uh so when the the reviews would be released you would just feel when you read the reviews right when you read a nice review on your album you would be feel happy especially if it's a magazine that you read where you read the reviews of the latest michael jackson the latest lenny kravitz the latest uh, public enemy album and now you keisha you hear they're talking about your music in 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 this place right you would feel wow see what i mean so now uh Then the internet arrives. And when the internet arrives, um, there was this thing where everybody had the freedom to speak. And everybody had the freedom to give you their honest opinion on your work. And In a way, you would feel happy that the people who support your music, the people who buy your art, are able to give you their opinion. But it was all new back in the days. Today, it's, it's a normal thing. Everybody's born into it. You put a photo on Instagram, whoever you are, you put a photo on Instagram and then there's a comment section. That is inviting people to give their opinion on your photo. They can tell you, wow, an amazing photo. Or they can tell you, wow, you're ugly. And for everybody, it's kind of normal. But back in the days for me, this was not something that was a normal thing. It was something that became strange at the time. So the first uh, thing that stressed me out was it was a it was a built-in built-in board so it was like a kind of a forum which call them forums where you have like a, you go to a website and you have a lot of sections it's like discord today you go to this website and you have intro uh, present yourself uh, 
uh, news, uh, discussions, uh, albums, reviews, and then you would have, you would be this place where everybody can come and give their opinion. And when you say everybody, it's like, yeah, freedom of speech for everybody. But at the same time, it's freedom of speech for all the idiots as well, or for the people who, or for the people who are just idiots or just want to be insulting because they didn't like a project instead of not saying anything or saying, eh, you know, uh, it was an interesting album, well tried, but I don't know, it's not for me. No, they would they would have to say, ah, this is a piece of shit album, garbage, I waste my money, oh, glad for me I didn't buy it, somebody gave me a copy, this is a shit album, whatever. And all of a sudden, you would realize how it's different when you speak to professionals and it's different when you speak to people that don't have any etiquette because listen as a label owner and as somebody who launched careers of multiple artists for every yes there was probably 10 to 30 no's there's a bunch of people who came into sushi row studios and to play a demo or to to try to try to be signed to my label and there's a lot of them that I said no to, or maybe I didn't have the time, or maybe maybe they were not good. But as an artist, there's something that was very important for me, which was learning how to say no to somebody without hurting their feelings and without being disrespectful to their work. Because even if you're not good yet, or you're not good enough for me, or you are not the, the right fit for my label or just you are talented but i don't know what i'm going to do without for you because maybe the genre is not what we are good to work on i would always 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 try to not hurt people's feeling and at the same time be truthful so i would never say the fuck is this what are you doing here i would be like uh, you know i think you have to work a little bit more you have to work on your vocals you have to do this da, 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 da. Um, listen try to work on these come back in six months and it's a diplomatic way of telling somebody that no not right now and it's funny that a lot of people uh would take it good but then some people they would be vexed that you don't like their song and they would be they would take it in an emotional way and be insulting or be like yeah yeah who do you think you are and i would be like i'm nobody you just came to me for an opinion or you came to me for a proposition to work to proposition to work for me and yeah i don't want to work with you or you're not ready and i remember some people they they really felt away because they thought that their product was amazing and the fact that i didn't want to take their product was me being an asshole when not at all and uh but then somebody who's out there in the internet or is here in the comment section or in the chat 
can't say anything about you because they feel that, I don't know, you're not a human. And I remember the first time I went to uh, the Volcreole. It used to be a, a French West Indian website. Uh, and the first time I went there and I read the critics of my album, the opinions, that's when I discover how the future of the internet, the problem of letting everybody speak is that you're going to let everybody speak. The intelligent people, the people who have a little bit of tact, and then all the idiots. And you discover very early that it's more idiots than intelligent people. And, um, and it's interesting, when you are an artist, you are so, um, I wouldn't say emotional, but you're so sensitive about your work. In, it's something I learned to work on. You're sensitive about what you put out there, right? Because you believe it's a, it's a piece of yourself. That um, if there's 10,000 good critics, you're going to focus on the two or three that are negative and for the wrong reasons. Because you're going to focus on the negative things from anybody's when, yeah, you should focus when somebody that is that has a voice that is powerful, a journalist, somebody who has a website says, yeah, I don't like this, or you've been lazy here. And and the person that can give you a constructive criticism and person that is rooting for you and giving you this, this, this opinion for you to be better and not just to bash you, but then you will just focus on anybody saying anything negative. And I remember the first time I, I saw some negative comments about my music, yo, I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, damn, da, 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 da. And you know, you, you want to stop making music. You were like, ah. And then you learn. You learn to shield yourself. You know, you learn to. And it's it's a, it's a an ongoing process. All this to say, because I talk a lot. All this to say that. Um, I was on Twitter. Okay, listen. I've learned with the years to protect my space and protect my energy and not listen, just remove myself from some conversation sometimes. So sometimes you put out a tweet, you say something and people don't understand what you meant or people want to take what you mean you meant and turn it into what you didn't say. That's Twitter. Because in 140 characters, you most of the time don't have the time to express or the space to express exactly what you meant. And sometimes it's your fault because you didn't, you could add a little bit of context in what you said. And uh, I tweeted something. Uh, and yeah, maybe I should have added a little bit of context in my tweet, but what I said was, uh, and I don't know if I, I did a video about it or not, but I might do it. But what I said was democracy is not compatible with um, our African societies. 
uh, and of course I didn't mean to say yeah we need dictators that's not a, what I meant I meant democracies as somebody that was invented by the Greeks right something that was invented by the Greeks and then that was for hundreds of years uh, I would not say perfected but changed molded and, and moved into the what the occidental people would uh, pretend that is the ultimate um, the ultimate goal for a society a country or a group of people where everybody has the freedom to choose and, and everybody votes and then people move with the the after the opinion of everybody so we are 100 people uh, should we do this or should we do that we don't we do we disagree with each other so everybody was gonna put a, a vote somewhere and uh you're gonna say we go left or we go right and oh 49 people say we go left 51 people say we go right right it means we go right and then you perfect it into listen it's a thousand people it's too complicated there's too many opinions uh should we go left right forward down up it's too complicated listen uh let's elect people that represent us because a thousand people this is cacophonic we don't it's hard to understand each other listen i say uh everybody that wants to go more on the left uh we can vote for thomas everybody that we want to go more on the right you can vote for joe everybody that wants to go more down there or stay in the center you can vote for mamadou and every and 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 everybody's explain, explaining to people why uh, they want to go in that direction and they start you know having a voice and people say yo i want to give you my voice and now you can decide for me and now you have a political system where you have four people who are debating and then the 1000 people will choose for these four who decide for these four people and one of them will become the the person who who runs the ship the ship for everybody and then after that you you, you have one person that becomes on top and then this how democracy was created and then it got perfected and and from a country to another it was a different system uh it it is like the french one they have something that is a uh, uh, based more on the an executive branch and the parlementaire and then you have the senator senatorial and then it's like it's thousands of people that are running a country and then you have a president that is more the voice and a prime minister that is the the executive uh, branch and then the, the president is more normally supposed to be like overlooking for everything and and the french used to have kings and then they cut their heads and uh, if you go to england it's a different type of democracy where you have the the the, the chamber the lords you have the a prime minister and then you have a king or a queen uh, if you go to the U.S., it's a completely different thing where uh, you have uh, the two chambers, you have the Washington, you have the president who have less power than the French president, actually. And then you have all the senators and then you have all the, the companies, the sponsors, and, and they, all these people can be uh, bots. And, uh, listen, 
And if you go to um, every Occidental country, right? You're going to have different, every country will have their type of democracies that work for them. And my tweet was saying that when the French entered the, took control of the Western part of Africa and uh, they wanted to push their own version of the French system onto all these countries and at the same time uh, support some dictators when it, it, it worked for them and force uh, a, a type of democracy that was made for the French people. Meaning that since the last 300 years, the French had the time to uh, do away with uh, monarchy and then uh, uh, go through the First Republic, the Second, the Third, the Fourth, and the Fifth Republic. And now people are calling for a Sixth Republic because a lot of people are not even believing in this democracy of the, the French-style system in France. A lot of people, they don't, they, they themselves, they don't really agree with, listen, a lot of people who are against Macron, for example, they keep telling him that, yeah, you you are not, uh, we didn't vote for you. So, yeah, you did. I'm the president. Yeah, but only only 25% of the people are for you. 75% of the people, they hate you and they disagree with you. And Macron tells them, well, that's democracy for you. It's 64 million people. Everybody go vote. Yeah, I didn't vote. Well, shut up then. You didn't vote, so you don't have to say now. When it's time to vote, you vote. And a lot of people are increasingly not believing in it because whatever, everybody has their reason. But if you want to play the game of democracy, when I go and I take it seriously, I go vote for the, the, the French elections the senatorials, etc. When I go vote, I, I I try to understand the project of everybody and whoever won, I respect that they won because that's the way it works. Now, a lot of people are slowly saying, hey, listen, in France are saying, yeah, no, 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 we have to take account of the people who vote, who, did, who don't vote, we have to take account of this, we have to take account of that. Uh, but at the same time, everybody wants to take this system that was perfected and changed with years and years and years of struggle for the French people, and they want to apply this to all the colonies where uh, you don't take in account the way African societies were made, but because you had a colonial, colonial mindset, you just want to come and turn every Congolese citizen, every Mali citizen, every Niger citizen into French citizens, where it's different. Out there in Africa, we have specificities, specificities uh, like... Uh, ethnic groups just the same as 
the way ethnic groups are very important in, in East Europe or on the East or down South, the Europeans, yeah, listen, hey, we all white, let's go. And at the same time, you can see that all these ethnic specificities are coming back with their ugly head in the French conversation about uh, when they say they are a light country at the same time, all these ethnic specificities are coming back in the conversations. But they say, ah, we don't care. But at the same time, they keep inventing stuff about the Muslim every year in France. So, but in Africa, they just didn't give you a choice. Hey, you're going to have a president, you're going to have elections, and you're going to have parlementaire, this, that, and you know, democracy. Everybody has to have democracy. But listen, if you are in Niger and you have an uh, ethnic group that is uh, that is 60% of the population and you have a president that represents 1% of that ethnic group, it creates problem. And you have to think about this when you are, even if it's democracy, you have to think about it clearly while, while you are uh, creating, cooking a, a political systems that work for the specificity of your country. Because what my tweet meant was, they are a lot of they are a lot of um, countries that you cannot just use something that was built for the French people and apply it to us. We're gonna have to find something that really works for us and not something that was made for you because it's different here. Yeah, some countries, maybe what they need is is a, a, a king. Because we had our styles of, of running countries before you came. The problem is these ex-colonies, these, no, these ex-colonial powers, especially European countries like France and the US, they believe so much that they know better than everybody that they have to decide for everybody else. And they are so presumptuous in this. Listen, even the word democracy, I'm not saying that African countries should not be democracies. I never said that. I'm just saying you have to find the right system that works for the right um, the right people and yeah listen maybe it should be kingdom and when you say a kingdom people might say ah you want to go back to and I would be like yeah our ancestral ways yeah but no democracy democ listen the same people who are telling you you have to be a democracy England for example they have a kingdom it's a kingdom you have a king his name is Charles and he rules over the four or five territories plus the Commonwealth uh, that represents the Great Britain uh, and Great Britain is Wales 
England, um, one of the two islands, etc., etc., plus the Commonwealth. So, uh, in France, it's different. In the U.S., it's different. Why should we in Africa do something that is the way you did it for you and the way you decide is good for us? That is the question. And that was the question of my tweet. And it's so interesting that, of course, some idiots out there uh, on Twitter decided to take my tweet and say, look at this guy. He says that Africans don't deserve democracy and they need to go back in dictature. That's not, that's not what I said. But then, yeah, somebody posted that and they said, yeah, look at these people. They benefited from democracy and now they want to blah, 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 blah. And then everybody started like. And, you know, if there's something that I don't like when people disagree with you and you are a singer, uh, they want to reduce you to being a singer. And so, you know, when you have. People that are replying that, yeah, yeah, listen, you should go back to singing instead of talking about things you don't know. How you know? I don't know. Or, yeah, never meet your heroes. This guy turns out, oh, I love his song, but this guy is an idiot. Because that's the internet. You got people that can react with all their stupidity to something that could be an interesting conversation. So, you know... Because I like to protect my space and I like to protect my uh, my sanity. And because it was Sunday, I just removed that tweet because I was like, listen, you guys didn't understand and you're not going to stress me out on a Sunday. I'm having a good day. It's 8 a.m. Fuck all y'all. And I removed my tweet. And then um, I still replied to a few people and I said, uh, listen. Geopolitics is not for kids, and uh, if you read my tweet without being emotional, you would understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that instead of democracies, we should have dictatorship. I say we could invent our own system, and we call it the way we want, and we not use something that was invented by the Europeans and something that worked for them, because the same people who tell you, ah, we want you to be a democracy, they don't have a problem not asking nothing to when they deal with Saudi Arabia, they don't ask them nothing. It's a kingdom out there. As long as they want to sell you weapons, they don't care. But when it's us, they feel they have to control, they feel they have to decide what is our thing, or it's Algeria, they, they like they have to talk to us like, like kids. That's what I meant. And the person was like, Whatever, I'm muting you. I'm going to stop supporting you and buying your music or streaming your music. And then I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and then I started getting angry. It was, it was 8 a.m. I was like, you know what? So I posted what I meant to somebody because some people were saying, oh, you shouldn't have removed the tweet. Da, 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 da. We understand and we agree with what you say. But a lot of people then all of a sudden they wake up when you talk, when you're angry. Not a lot of people, they wake up now. 
and they all say because of course it's like five five to ten people telling you they disagree in a stupid way but then when you remove your tweet because you're angry then you have a hundred people telling you no you should have kept the tweet listen and i said something that was simple i was like i cannot have conversations with people who are beneath me i'm sorry because when i get angry i remind people that we're not the same especially when people are trying to reduce me to just being a singer oh listen i'm way more than that and i have to remind people that now we're not the same thing and no i can see from your answers that my level of intelligence is way higher than yours and i don't have i don't have to have even have conversations with you peasants and i don't like to be like this because i like to keep it humble but sometimes you have to remind people so yeah i did my little rant on twitter i said listen none of you know what you're talking about none of you knows nothing about geopolitics you're talking about your little situation i'm talking about something that is way more it's it's over your head so you know what i'm removing my tweet and it's sunday everybody had a good day everybody have a good day and i was out and yeah some people send start sending me private messages uh you know listen uh, and i was like eh, listen i eh, yeah <laughs> so all this to say that you have to learn how to navigate and you have to decide for yourself some people love it some people love to go to the internet and have big debates with people and be emotional and be angry and and go back and forth on twitter with people who have no clue what they're talking about i don't like that because it gives me anxiety so if i if i feel that a subject is giving me anxiety i'm going to remove my tweet and you could say to yourself yeah but if you remove your tweet these people will think that they won in reality i don't care what they think they can think that they want it's not going to change nothing in my life i just want to feel good i don't want to feel this anger and in reality you realize quickly that most people agree with you but they agree with you silently which is something that you realize with the internet the people who agree with you usually they stay silent the people who love to to yell at everything and call you an X or a Y or Z, they are the ones who are active. So at a point, it's not gonna change nothing that 10 people stop listening to your music because you have a political opinion. And listen, I believe that every country has the right to choose and every people, right, have the right to choose what works for them. And every country should go back to, to zero and decide a political system that works for them. Because, listen, this idea that uh, elections have to be every five years, this, who decide that? People from France and then people from Senegal have to do the same thing. This idea that a president only has to do two terms. This also comes from France. Why do Macky Sall has to... or and, and look, the French say nothing when Ouattara does it a third time. But then Macky Sall, they have something to say. That's where you have, you're like, yo, well, listen, everybody should do their constitution the way that works for everybody. Every, every, 
each each people should decide that's what i mean and listen this idea that it has to be a democracy a word that was invented by them we should find our system and call it the way we want to call it and some people will ask yeah so what do we have to do listen i'm not saying that i have the answer what it has to be done i'm just saying that we have to find something that works for us and listen you can call it a democracy and then add something to it you have to hey, listen ethnic democracy let ah listen i don't know i'm not saying that i have the answers i'm just saying that the conversation has to happen and i don't have to decide for people it's something that has to be decided by every the people from niger the people from congo the people from x the people from z and listen look at rwanda that everybody's praising they had the same president for the last 15 years look at uh yeah saudi arabia again or or the uk they have the same king until he dies and yeah the prime minister is more the one that is in in charge of the executive but what i mean is that every system is different from a country to another and then france wanted to impose its system to every colony and that's why it's not working and it's interesting that you get attacked by the people that should understand what you mean. And it's funny because most of these people, they believe they're talking for Africa, but they're actually in France and they actually have French documents. So when you think about all this, you're like, uh, listen, I don't have time. And again, it was Sunday. I said, yeah, you guys go pray. Um, it's Sunday. Leave me alone. Which brings us to... Oh, damn, I want to talk about this thing, but it's going to take way too long. So I'm going to, I'm not going to talk about it, but which bring us to um, Drake's reaction to uh, Joe Budden's critique of his album. And... Um, Listen, uh, it was interesting that an artist of the size of Drake replying to the criticism of Joe Budden for his album. Uh, personally, I believe that Joe Budden is actually somebody who who likes drake and when i was listening to the podcast i don't think the critic was that harsh i understood what joe meant now you can agree with it or not but he was more critic from somebody who who respects what you do because Joe seems to really know a thing or two about Drake songs. Like when I was listening to it, I didn't feel like, uh, yeah, I didn't feel that, ah, damn, this guy is criticizing just to criticize. And then Drake got into his feelings and it, and it's interesting because it put the internet on fire and 
or or you have one side saying yeah there you go you 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 scorched him from the face of the earth and you have the other side saying eh, uh joe was right and then people who are fan of both um are like well listen uh i understand what this one meant and i also understand why this one has to do what he wants and listen again when you do a body of work i believe that you have put some rainbows in the chat if you're still here listening because this chat is this chat is just you know you might you might be talking and nobody's here i even oh damn i removed the youtube studio thing i don't even let me normally i have something to make sure that i'm still live and not talking to nobody let me go back to the control room there it is Good. Okay. You guys are still here. Good. Yeah. I mean, I believe. So yeah, as I was saying, um, let me quit Final Cut. All right. Yeah, as I was saying, you know, when you are uh, a public person, you do a movie, you do a, you do a, an album, you do something. Yes, after that, some people are going to have critics. Some people will say, I liked it. Some people say, will say, I didn't like it. And yes, some people might, something might get under your skin, but you have to be stronger than that. And when you are at the size of a Drake, you're going to have criticism and you're going to have the good and the bad. And listen, I believe that you have to go over this or maybe you're doing this for content, you're doing this for rollout, you're doing this to create a buzz around your release, which in this case, what I would do after that would call Joe and say, hey, I want to come to your, to your show and defend my project. And, and that would be an amazing, amazing content. If you are for the content, I believe that would be an amazing rollout uh, to have the conversations and explain, to be able to explain. But maybe... You believe you're over this and it goes with what i reply to all these people on twitter instead of telling to these people on twitter hey this is what i meant so that people can calm down i said to myself you guys are not on the level to talk to me so can i at the same time criticize Drake for his answer when that's exactly what I did. Well, I believe that these idiots didn't know what they, they were talking about. So I think I did the right thing because I know Twitter. I know the, that's the sewer of the internet. Uh, and I believe that Drake being in his feeling and, and answering to the critic the way he did. Being in your feelings, I understand. But the arguments of I'm richer than you and you're a fail rapper, 
feels to me the same as hey don't talk about politics stick to singing that i receive when i talk about politics and that's what i didn't like about these people on twitter that's what i did that's why i replied the way i replied i was like don't tell me i don't know nothing about politics when i'm more i know more about politics than most of you because i walked with many presidents talked to them i have i've been in politics my whole life so this is here the difference for me and that's why i was like nah it's, it's not worth it having conversation and actually i continue a conversation with smart people after that but not the, the emotional people i don't want to have conversations with them so that's why i believe that drake sensor yeah it was great content for the internet but i believe it was kind of it was lacking argumentation he's like listen I don't like your 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 I don't feel that your criticism is um is constructive. You have the right to. I disagree with what you say. You have the right to as well. But telling me I'm richer than you. So your critic has no value. I was like Okay. That's that's kind of weak as a as an answer uh on that level listen if somebody's telling you hey i'm i'm in my 40s and you in your you're about to be in your 40s you should make music for me instead of making music for the young people uh you could reply hey i just want to stay current and yes i'm making music for the young people because yeah the, those are the one who buy my music and and i represent everybody and there's also something for everybody which is something i do all the time it's some it's a critic that i received my whole life when it comes to music hey why are you doing music for the west indies when you are from congo i heard that a thousand times but then after that people from congo started saying yeah, you are our representant. You are the one who made us love Zouk. You are the one who built the bridge between the cultures. You are the one who actually represent us out there. We are proud of you. This is after 30 years. This is what it became. People are like, yo, oh, oh my God, I never thought you were from Congo. Oh, I always thought you were from the West Indies. I always thought you were from Guadeloupe. You from Congo? Oh, my God, I love you even more this is where we are today but back in the days yeah i would receive these kind of things like who do you think you are like and even from the west indies i would receive that yeah um why do you believe that you can come and do our music and yeah i would i was number one at the time and sometimes i really wanted to reply to people yeah, I'm, I'm the Zoop King. I don't care what you think. But there was a validating question and you had to reply. Hey, listen, I'm multicultural. I'm worldwide. So, and music is freedom. So that's why I do the music from the countries that I want. And I just do the music that I want that inspire me. And listen, I've, I live there, I live there, 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 there. So 
I don't believe that if you're born somewhere, you have to limit to yourself to whatever is done there. And this is a better answer than saying, yeah, I'm still the best. See what I mean? So uh, when I was reading Drake's answer to Joe's criticism, and it was more criticism of the timestamp raps where Drake's is, is, is actually showcasing his rap abilities and he was like on the podcast joe knew what he was talking about meaning that the different timestamp he was saying the which one he he, he he believes are the best one they were saying they would they like the atlanta then the, the or the toronto one then the new york one and all these things it seemed like more a conversation between fans of somebody's music more than haters and Drake came to me a little bit across as somebody that doesn't want to be criticized at all and doesn't care if the critic is constructive or not. It was just that, hey, you criticize me, you get it. So he went on Twitter and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, listen, uh, he makes everybody talk. So he makes the album stream listen i probably probably already passed 100 million stream or or probably 20 30 40 million streams since the album came out he's gonna make his money people are gonna love it uh i don't believe joe was hating um and go listen to the episode uh but it was interesting when i was reading this um let me see uh what was it Drake fired back at Joe Budden after for all the dogs criticism. You have failed at music. I mean, listen, it's me. If somebody tells me, hey, Kay, listen, I heard your latest album, your album number 10, Bent to Royalty, and I believe that, uh, I don't know, you keep doing the same thing or whatever or there's too much of my piano in there we want you to go back to the one love style it's something people tell me all the time uh ah and if an artist replied this to me if my answer is i make more money than you it's a little immature it's it's uh, to me i believe that's the, the, the that answer is immature my answer usually to this type of criticism is guys the the song you are loving the song from 20 years ago 25 years ago i love them too but as an artist i want to evolve i want to do new things and uh, you can still go back to listening to this music and i have a ton of songs that of that style that you guys don't even listen to go check them out or this, this type of song you're talking about, they are in the album. There's a lot of things people tell me and I'm like, did they listen to the album? But I don't reply to them. Hey, listen, I'm rich and I live in front of the water and you don't. And that's why to me, like the answer was a little, ah. <laughs> listen to the answer. Um, so the pushback of the criticism for all the dogs uh, during a recent episode of the Joe Budden podcast, the retired rapper took aim at the 36-year-old Torrenty MC. 
uh, saying Dreezy is rapping for the kids and needs to start writing music for older audience. It's an opinion. I don't believe it's, I mean, it's an opinion. And, and, and I understand the contra, the contrabalance of this to say, listen, I'm, yeah, I'm writing music for the people who buy it. The older people, you guys are cool, but you don't buy it. It's, listen, I have the same exact conversation with people. I had the same conversation with Body when we were talking about music. And I was telling Body, listen, stop making music for the 3,000 house fans that are your your core core fans, but they don't buy your music. They don't stream. You have to make music for the people that are streaming your music on Spotify. There's 120,000 people that are listening to you every month. You have to understand what they're listening to, and you have to give them more of that. And when you do it, you're going to have criticism from the 3,000 people that say, ah, you changed. Those people, you will tell them, hey, if you want that type of music, then go stream it or go buy it. When I do albums, go buy the full album so that I can pay my rent. And then I give you more of what you want. And actually, in a world where you can release music every week, and you just can release whatever you want. You do what I do. I release songs every Friday so that I can serve everybody. I can serve my Zook people once a month minimum, and then I can try some of my piano when I want, some house music, whatever. We've never been more free than today. So as an artist, as long as you know who's streaming what, you can actually serve everybody. You can serve your 3,000 loyal from, from 20 years ago and, and give them the candy zook from back in the days. And then you can serve the people who are loving something going on and give them uh, a remix of something going on every, every month. And then you can serve your new fans because you can see when you look at your data what people are listening. And you can look at the age of everybody and where they are. So if people love my Zook tracks, I have to give some Zook track to those people. People love my house music track and it's only a hundred people. Yeah, I still, I still give you something for these people too. And that's the beauty of the internet today. You can really organically serve people as groups. And then sometimes you have a track that makes everybody happy. And that's that was my conversation with Body. I was like, if you keep making music thinking of the criticism of the 3,000 people who don't buy your music, you lose the money from the 100,000 people who are actually streaming your music every day. So you have to find the right balance in sometimes making music for free, I would say, with no expectation of success, and then making music that matters. And for some artists, it's a fight between themselves, and I, I love to have the conversation with Body uh, soon in one episode. Sometimes it's, it's a struggle for the artist because they are themselves thinking the same way as the purist. But it's not the purist who makes the market. The market is make, made of way more people. If you want to stay in a, in a niche, you have to find a niche that pays you. If you have 3,000 people that are willing to all give you $10 a day, it makes you 30 k a month, you're good. You can just do niche music for these people. 
But if those people want to criticize and at the same time they don't want to pay you to do what they want, fuck them. I'd rather have a hundred thousand people giving me uh, 10 cents every every month. In the end, you get 10K every month. So mathematics. And so you have to know exactly uh, as an artist how to answer the people or how to not answer or how, how to instead of having an emotional uh, answer like the one I saw, maybe go sit down with the people and have a real conversation with them to not sound like you are feeling that you are too high to have conversation with people who have voices that matter. And uh, so Joe say he rapping for the children, your dog. I had to look up all hold this nigga was when I finished listening to the album. You're 36, your birthday in 20 days. Hey, listen, Joe Biden's gonna speak the way he talks. Stop uh, doing music for these 25 years old, etc. etc. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. He's rapping for the kids, the streams, the accolades. He ain't trying to rap for me. And I accept that. He said, I accept that. I mean, I can understand how this could bruise your ego a little bit, but I believe that is a constructive criticism. And I believe the answer could be, yeah, bro, I'm rapping for the streams. Listen, when I make music myself, I always ask myself the same question. Damn, I've been live for two hours, wrong with me. When I make music myself, I always ask myself, Okay, this song, is it for the streams or is it for me? Or is it for my old fans or etc. And that's the way I release projects. I have this EP coming where I'm, I want to do only Candy Zook music because it's a style that I invented that people know it's my style. I want to do like five Candy Zook joints and this is for my old, old fans from the, the beginning. I'm going to do some songs for them. Candy Zook style. And then I also want to do an I'm a piano EP with just my piano stuff. And I plan to start releasing an album every year now. And not like wait to do 50 tracks, but have 20 tracks. So listen, I release a track every Friday. So every 20 Friday, I can just take all the tracks I release, add an extra four or five and release albums. Because I don't see albums the way people see albums anymore. On, online, I see albums as compilation of work works that came out. So you can really have a different proposition every 20 weeks. If you, you can release two albums every year, you can really have different proposals every week in terms of what you're going to release and how you're going to release them. That's the beauty of it. So you can tell somebody, I mean, my answer if I was Drake, and I'm not, but my answer would have been, I understand what you said and yeah i understand you want to hear the rapping drake and you will have him in singles when i release an album i have money to make and my money is in the streams so yeah i'm rapping for the kids because they are the ones buying the album and i understand and i respect your opinion but i have something for you soon see you soon and let me go to your show call your people and come and have the conversation and now we're going to make content that will blow up the internet and understand, 
you drink. You don't have to do all this, talk to the peasants. But to me, I would have been like, yo, that's a power move. His reply, it was a little, I mean, listen, the whole internet is happy. They have something to say. I believe that this was a little, I don't know. I wouldn't say weak, but the arguments were not that. Listen, ah, Joe Biden, you have failed at music. Oh, damn, these ads are. Okay. You have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, that, this, just remember you are watching a failure give the opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. Recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. Listen, uh, I understand what he means. And it's kind of saying to people, listen, uh, it's kind of t telling somebody, listen, don't talk to me about how to make money in music when I know how to make money in music and you clearly don't because I'm winning and you, you didn't win. You, you quit that to become something else. Congrats for what you're doing now, but you're going to let me do my strategy. Listen. I had this conversation a lot when people tell me, yeah, you should do this, you should do that, you should stop doing this. And I'm like, listen, when I started doing albums with 40 or 50 songs, most people were telling me, ah, oh, there's too many songs. And me, I was telling people, listen, I got my strategy and my strategy comes from years and years of anal an analyzing data. And so, um, I understand exactly what Drake is saying. And at the same time, I understand also the point of view of the others. I just believe that this conversation would be the best Joe Budden podcast episode. That would be an amazing conversation of, hey, I believe, why, why don't you do this, this, and then you can answer. Because I believe this, this, this. Instead of, the media circus but it's the us that's the they love it uh that's where the arguments for me i mean listen i'm petty so at the same time i kind of <laughs> listen he said you switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living shake to shake and the raps you write at 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty and nicey jeans to screw up their face to mood music 29 and pretend you are great. Oh, Lord. Um, please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let this opinion affect your mindset, mindset after the fact. I do agree with him. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up. You, you retired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap, not cause you accomplished all you need to, it's cause it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in a generation to think that the whole everybody is entitled to their opinion is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you, you need it, 
put in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in the 973 and flies in first class in special occasions. To what Joe Budden responded, you'll grow up sooner or later. Father time is undefeated. Yeah, listen. I I completely agree with both of them. But I completely disagree with the way the conversation went. I believe that the fact that Joe Budden didn't succeed as rap after uh, Pump It Up, but then with his podcast achieved uh greatness doing something else and doing something that worked more for him and listen i was never a fan of moon music i'm not a i was never a fan of joe button personally as a as a rapper uh he's a great rapper but i mean when i listen to his old music I, it's not my my thing uh but as a podcaster yeah he found his lane he found exactly what he needed to do at the right time so does this mean that he cannot give constructive rap criticism no because he's a good rapper maybe not a successful maybe not a commercial rapper but he's a he's he is considered one of the great pens and as a podcaster he arrived where yeah he just did something else and actually somebody that just like me was on the internet for a long time and has been uh doing this this uh he's been doing this 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 podcast for years and he's been on the internet doing this conversation for a long time so actually maybe success as a rapper was never for him and actually success as a a a, a, a media personality podcaster commenter was actually the right lane for him that's why to me the criticism of of the the, the arguments of uh, yeah listen you the you I am what you 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 dreamt to be. That's a weak argument, but I understand it. And when I take it for me, for example, I listen, I always wanted to be when I was young, I wanted to be a rapper. And I really wanted to to rap in English from France and, and make it out there as a rapper. And uh when my first album exploded and People started calling me Zook artist or Kizomba artist or Kampa artist. I was like, no, I'm a rapper. But as time as time continued and I became a pillar of Afro-Caribbean music, I started assuming my position and then I started being a, a also a record label exec and I started really like becoming part of the culture and, and I started becoming uh the pride of africa and the west indies then i started like okay maybe my mission 
was not what I wanted. Maybe I had to realize, oh, this is my mission. And now that I'm, I'm having my show here, people could say, oh, it's because you felt that rap. No, it's because what I, what, what my destiny was this one. And now that I became super successful at music in a way that is completely not what I wanted when I was young, I, it just took me somewhere else. Uh, if I give critics, if I criticize a rap album or anything, something that has nothing to do with whatever, somebody cannot tell me, oh yeah, you failed at rap. So you cannot talk as if I don't know nothing about rap. Because listen, I rap with Wu-Tang and, and, and I've been in studio with all these people, all these French rappers. Been in like, I know what I'm talking about because I'm, I'm famous in, in there doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about here. And that's why I understand what Drake says. But at the same time, I believe that his argument when it comes to the second part of his argument about the, hey, nobody can say shit because uh, I, have a, I have a plane and you don't. That's where I, f I think it's weak a little bit. Where I agree with him is when he says, listen, Never let other people sway you off of your path with their commentary. On this, I completely agree. And if I was Drake, I wouldn't have at Joe Budden for that. I would have just had this thing just like that. Just that. Listen, everybody out there listening, do what you have to do because this is exactly how I've been doing my career. My whole life, I had people telling me you should do it like this or you should do it like that. Or I had the Congolese people telling me oh, you should do Roomba because you're from Congo. And then you have the West Indies people. Oh, you should sing in, in, in Creole if you do Zouk and not in English. And like, listen, I'm doing me. And it's working for me. Now, you want me to go there or you want me to go there? I understand and I'm explaining to you why I'm going there this is my calling and we can disagree about that it doesn't have to be a circus and you have no idea the amount of time that people tell me you should do this like listen with something going on reaching 25 million streams and 10 billion streams on TikTok. I got a lot of people telling me what I should do. A lot of people. They come out everywhere telling me, oh, you should do this. Oh, you should have done that. Hey, I would have. And me, yeah, I tell them. Uh, I didn't arrive here with your help. So now you're all arriving with ideas and I don't need your ideas. Not at all. I, I don't care about none of y'all interesting conversations i'm into i uh, listen i'm listening to opinions but i take them as opinions a lot of people tell me all the time yeah you should do songs like one love and i have an answer for these people the reason why your argument is invalid is because i have 20 songs like one love and when you tell me you should do them 
I can just give you the 19 links of the other songs that I've deemed, I did just like One Love the last 20 years. Here they are. Why are you telling me I should do a song like One Love when they're here? Because you don't listen to it. You don't listen to my music. You just come out of nowhere with an, with an argument and then you didn't do your homework before talking. Happens to me all the time. But it doesn't frustrate me. And my answer is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Here it is. Oh, I didn't know about that song. Yeah, there you go. Or yeah, but it's not the same thing. Mm. This means that you want me to give you the same emotion as back in the days. But I can't because back in the days you were falling in love for the first time. Now you fell in love for the 10th time. It's not the same thing. I understand it. So I and that's why I mean, I found that it was a little. too much uh but i completely agree with what drake said here when he says uh, when he said uh, don't let don't ever let nobody uh give you your blueprint no listen um yeah listen i'm about to to surpass michael jackson in terms of how many number ones i did and this 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 listen this is what i'm doing and listen if you're too old to understand it all good but this is where i'm going and i understand that you would want me to do this non-commercial cater to the rap people and stuff i understand you want me to go to that direction because this is what you like but me i can do all these things and this reminds me of a conversation i have with one of my mentors in 1998 he was telling me you are going in too, too many di di directions at the same time. You should pick one direction and do it well. Instead of doing 10% of 10 things, you should be able to do one thing and do 100% of that. So concentrate on that one thing. And me, in my head, I was like, I want to do these 10 things. But I concentrated in doing that one thing well until I was able to do 100% of that thing. And when I was done being there, I went to the second thing and I learned to do 100% of it too. And then I learned to mix, then I learned to do this, then I learned to run a label, and then we had the same conversation 20 years after. And the same mentor told me, damn, now you know, I told you to have to stop to do 10 things at the same time, because you were only doing 10% of the 10 things and look at you now doing 100% of 20 things. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, you're different, bro. I was like, thanks, but it's thanks to you that I learned to process myself and to understand that, listen, when you build different, when you're on that genius level in terms of creativity, you have to, to understand what people are telling you because you're not by yourself. You're working for the market, you're working for the people. But then you have to then understand that you have to be able to give to the market something that is comestible to them. And at the same time, you have to be able to not be bored by that one thing that it's so easy to you because you do it the same as, you do it like you're breathing. Doing, listen, 
I can take my microphone out and have a song ready to be released in 20 minutes. I have beats ready. I have, listen, I turn on my thing, click on free buttons, open logic, take any song, improvise lyrics in 20 minutes. I can have a song done. So when you reach that level, and it's not just a bad song, I'm talking about a hit song. And why I can say that is because that's the way I did a bunch of these songs that are have millions of streams today. When you're on that level of it's just too easy for you, you have to find things to do to not be bored and people might not understand. The same way of people like, why are you doing a show on YouTube? You don't need to do that. That's true. But if I didn't do it, I'd be bored. And I wanna be able to talk and express myself, talk about the things I wanna talk about. Listen, if I wanna have, if I, if I wanna do a whole show, when I explain to people the, 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 the Israel-Palestine conflict, I want to be able to do that without, without people telling me, shut up and do music. That's why I control my whole environment. I control my YouTube, my, my music. I own everything so that I can do everything and talk about the things I want. And if I want to become a geopolitical commentator, I can do it because I have the ability and the intelligence to do it. And I don't want nobody to come and and. The, their only argument is go back to making music. I hate this type of stupid argument. So I understand both and I understand how this conversation between Drake and Joban could have gone. Um, and listen, I wish, I really wish and that these people would sit down and do a video together a conversation or that Drake would come to the podcast and not feel that by doing it, he's giving Joe like the best interview we can. I, I would, I mean, cause you could feel that. Yeah, I'm coming and I'm giving you the force. Now, listen, I believe that, uh, Drake got, unless He's just doing this for the promotion. I believe that Joe got under his skin for the wrong reasons. I believe that in reality, uh, you should be able to take the criticism of somebody that you respect if you do, and that, that has a voice in whatever media and be able to sit down with those people and just sit down and, and, and make history together and say, listen, okay, let's have this conversation. Do you believe that I should do this? Or yeah, I, sh I believe that you, listen, there's a reason why I do this, this, and this. Because personally, when I have conversations with, uh, when I go to some interviews, and this is the reason why I, I, don't, I don't accept a lot of interviews, and I, I actually, I prefer podcasts that I can talk for an hour rather than a 10 minute interview.
when people usually ask you the stupidest question ever and most of the time these people don't even do their homework they don't have no, no idea what they're talking about i'd rather do a good two-hour show when i can express and have a conversation and go deep in the conversation about subjects because when we want to talk about our love for music i want to talk to people who love music as well when i want to talk about my music i want to talk about somebody who knows my music when i want to talk about the market the business i want to talk to people who understand the market understand the business because my intelligence feels bored when i arrive to some interviews and the first thing i i realize after two minutes that they're just reading my wikipedia and telling me oh so when you were seven years old your mother offered you a synthesizer and this changed your life can you explain to us and i'm like oh lord when somebody tells me talks to me about candies talks to me about uh Hey, how come somebody from Congo ended up doing this and that and da 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 da? And hey, do you think Zuki's dead? Whenever like those real conversations, that's where I get excited, and that's where I'm like, wait, well, damn, we only have 20 minutes? Because listen, with one answer, I can finish the whole interview. That's why I love podcasts, and that's why every podcast I go to, they all tell me we need a part two, we need a part two and three. Because your answers geek, brings more question to me because you are elevating the conversation. And I believe both of those gentlemen are in a position that they could, they could elevate the conversation. And uh, listen, if I was Drake's management and I was joe Biden's management i would tweet at each other and be like yo that would be the best time to sit down and go do that episode and either one-on-one -on -one or he goes to canada and we shoot that thing at drake's house or he goes to New York and he sits down there and you do podcast history. Because that would be a crazy conversation. And I'm sure the whole thing would be so respectful because I believe that it's something that I felt for a long time. And I, I you know, aging, I was like, I. Right. All my rap, the, the rap people that I really wanted to accept me when I was young, when I became the king of Zook, they were all mocking me. And I felt away for a long time. Until they all start doing Afro and Caribbean music themselves. And they all start telling me, damn, you were ahead of us. You were back to the roots way before us. And this made me realize, oh yeah, because all of these people, all these French rappers of my generation that used to laugh when I, I became the number one Zook artist after 10 years, 
they all came to me for advice. They all came to me for beats. They all came to me saying, hey, oh, by the way, I'm Capvergian. Could you do a Capvergian beat for me? Oh. And then at a, at a point, they started respecting you for going to the roots before them and understanding, yeah, listen, we all dreams of these Americans, these, fr but actually we are from Congo, we are from Cap Verde, we are from Mali, we are from Zimbabwe, originally. And, but back in the days, when these people were like, eh, I would feel away. But today, I'm having an amazing conversation with all these people. So I really believe that, listen, if, if these people would combine their strength and go sit down and listen, I know because I feel the same way for a lot of things. I don't need to do these interviews because I have my own platform. But sometimes you have to be like, listen, let me be smart. Let me go sit down on the Joe Budden podcast and make history. Listen, you can even do a revenue share. Listen, whatever you want to. But I mean, you don't need that. But I think that that would be the better outcome from these conversations that I'm seeing about those. Two. And I've, why am I two hours live? Let me be out of here. Let me read your comments before I go. Master Electronic, what up? I have to change the size of this thing. When people are only doing a few comments, I have to make the text way bigger. Give me a second. There you go. All right. Um, let me see. MJ, what up? So MJ saying, the problem, there is many people that don't realize that humans are multifaceted. Just because you are successful at singing, it doesn't mean that that's all. You are qualified. Oh, it doesn't mean that that's all you qualify to comment on life. That's true. Look at someone like Ryan Gosling, who is successful at as is a successful singer, but also a fundamental business person that owns a football club. Imagine if people said he was only qualified to act. Oh, you mean actor? Yeah, he has a football club, you know. Listen, it's the same thing. Listen, people love to put people in a box. That's humans for you. Hanan is saying that what is important. Love what you do. That is true. You have to love what you do. Uh, MJ saying, I don't even like Joe Budden like that, but Joe Budden is, um, I love to listen to his podcast when I'm jogging, but Joe Budden is successful at music and podcasting. I would say more podcasting than music. Many people have tried podcasting thinking it was easy and failed, even with money. That is true. He's great at podcasting. I have a ground Drake's music now. I couldn't live even listen to half of it, but I always have his old records to listen to and I love them. The music he's making is for the young kids that like it. Um, I mean, listen, 
uh, you know, my favorite music from R. Kelly is the first three albums. Maybe the first four. I think TP2.com was the really last one where I was. But actually, the R and uh, 12 Play, for me, are like groundbreaking, amazing music. Everything he did after that, I was not into it anymore. And it's fine. It's okay. Like this, it's the same thing when I talk to my own listeners. Oh, I love Keisha of One Love from 2003. I'm like, fine, fine. I still have a million people listening to the new music, and I have in in that million people, there's a part that is still listening to the old music if i go to a, the, the analytics i will see if let me look that's the way i read it and that that's the way i make it make sense uh let me go to spotify for artists and show you when i look at sorry when i look at my demographics Here's what I see that is interesting. You see, listeners age, you have 30% that are from 18 to 22. So they're 30 years younger than me. And most of them are female, then male, and then non-binary and not specified. These 30% are the people who are listening to something going on. They all come from TikTok. And then you have people that are 23, 27, probably the same thing. And then you have people from 28. So from 28, 35 to 44, 45 to 59, all these 20, 26% of people, 27% of people with people over 60, they probably are the people who listen to the old music. And then you have new generation. And that's amazing to span into a whole generation. And that's how I'm like, okay, I have to make music for these people because they are generating more money. These two people, they, re they represent 55%, 45% of my listenership, right? If you add those people, that's 60% uh, of the people. These 60%, I have to make music for them. And these 40%, I have to make music for them too. It's simple. Uh, and I understand if you look at my songs, you look at music, you will see that in terms of songs, yeah, something going on is making two million stream. And then you have probably another million stream from all the versions. And then you have the rest. Si tu veux de moi, on dit quoi, uh, Vana, like, or oh, One Love, all these songs keep being played by some people. So I don't know if I can see, no, you cannot see the age of the people who are playing One Love, but you can see where they are and you can see, you see France, Portugal, Angola. So that's very interesting. And you have to be able as an artist to, to understand that some people will outgrow listening to your music because at a point they're obsessed with one song and then they go to something else. Or sometimes it's just life that takes them somewhere else. You have to, accept that as a, as a, as an artist people might listen to you for 20 years 
and you might be part of their life because a song reminds them of somebody or somebody. Listen, a lot of people tell me, listen, this song reminds me of my first girlfriend. Oh, this song reminds me of my sister who's not there anymore. This song reminds me of my mother. Some Somebody told me something that was so heartfelt. It was like this song, we played it at my my, my mom's funeral. I was like, oh, my God. It was it's, that was her favorite song, and when we played it, oh my God! So and they're like, listen, I'm, I will forever, forever will be grateful for your music, and I will keep playing this song forever because it reminds me of my mother. And listen, as an artist, that's amazing. Now, if that person doesn't listen to any new music, it's fine. They have that song that means the world for them. As an artist, my mission is complete. And listen, I'm not a fan of nobody in general. I'm a fan of music and in, in I have I think everybody has great songs. I'm not like a, I'm not a Drake fan fan like that know all the songs and stuff. I know a lot of songs. I like a lot of songs, but I'm not me, I like music in general. And I'm when I'm home alone, I, I, I listen more to reggaeton, to, to to house music, to Brazilian music. That's what I like to listen to. Uh, I'm a piano, calm. I like to discover stuff. I'm, I'm, and actually, I like to way more to create than to, to listen to other people. Uh, but I completely understand that you might love some, some an artist's work right now and at a point you might listen to something else it doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore it's just that life took you somewhere else or there's so much choice right now in terms of music that you can just go from one thing to another and drake just as any artist has the right to evolve into something that is not your thing because as artists as creators we propose and when you propose a new a new body of work, some people might say, yes, amazing. Some people might say, oh no, I preferred you of before. And you have the right to either decide that you wanna evolve, you have the right to decide that you wanna make music for those people because they bring you money, or you have to, you have the right to say, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep building. And I understand what Joe Budden was saying. Joe Budden, Joe Budden is saying, you are here on the top. We, I want you to lead. I want you to, to, to lead you the chosen one. I want you to lead our people to the promised land. And as a creator, as an artist, you have the right to say, no, I don't want to. That's not what I want to do. A journalist one day told me, yeah, but in your songs, why are you not talking about this and that? You have a platform. You have to use your platform to talk about this subject, that subject, and this subject. And I was like, I don't want to. Yes, I have a platform, but it doesn't mean that you have to decide for me what I want to do with it. Yeah, but you have responsibility. 
I have a platform because I built it and I'm going to do what I want with it. You're not going to come, you're not going to come bully me into talking about subjects that are interesting to you. You are a journalist. Go talk about those things. Yeah, but I'm a music critic. So shut the fuck up. Why you want to come and decide for me what I have to talk about? What do I have to talk about the conflict between Congo and such country if I don't want to? Yeah, but listen, maybe I talk about it with my dad because my dad is a politician and he, and, and he can give me interesting insight. Maybe I talk about it on Twitter. Maybe instead of talking, I prefer giving money, food and and work on my family's orphanage for the people who are uh, um, affected by these conflicts. Maybe I prefer doing this silently. Yeah, but you should talk about it. No, I should not. I decide for me what I do with my platform. And that's where I don't agree. I understand what Joe is saying, but I disagree in when you are an artist, you want to be free from either the people who are uh, wanting to prevent you from making money or they want you to lead the way for rap. No, listen, I can rap. I can sing. I'm this, I'm that. I can dress the way I want. I am on the top of the game, so I can take the game where I want. So I completely understand as a creator, soon as you have success, you have a bunch of people coming to tell you, you should do this, you should do that. And you're like, what you mean? Who told you that? Who asked you? Who told you that you should tell me what I should do? Where you yourself, you went from what you were doing to this. Yeah, listen, don't forget that Drake started as an actor. He was an actor in this series where, and now he's the biggest artist in the world. That's amazing as a creator. As a creator, this is inspiring. This is me. This, this, listen, this means today I can stop mute. I mean, I can stop creating music the way I'm creating music today and decide to be an actor. And listen, maybe I play in a movie like Equalizer, and I'm amazing in the movie. So I get back in shape, lose some belly, and now I'm the next Denzel, and I'm the Equalizer, and I do this movie, and everybody will like, ah, it's amazing, da, 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 da. And then somebody will come and say, yeah, you should go back to making music because da, 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 da. I'll be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> Stop trying to decide for people who are successful what they should do. Listen. I believe it's a great conversation. That would be an amazing podcast for both of them. MJ saying, Drake showed how humane he is with that response. He was hurt. It should not happen. But Drake doesn't have anything to prove to anyone here. He has done it all. In my opinion, he chose who he wants to cater to, and that's okay. I completely do agree with you. MJ saying, I think in some way Drake also replied that way to fuel the conversation around the music. The, con the controversy always drives the stream, so people will now go listen to the album. If Joe was right, exactly, that's good content. 
Urban Sweet Spot, what up? Listen, I'm gonna make it even bigger. And people are saying, let me. I think we can take it even to 75. That's too much. Let me see. Yeah, perfect. Um, MJ saying, if Drake would go to Joe's podcast, that would be the biggest moneymaker. Listen, that would be history. That would be. Look at the animation. Look, look. Did you see? Did you see the animation? Look, 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 look. Ecam, baby. Uh, Respect LC saying, uh, this show has now become my favorite YouTube podcast. Invite Body Sadva to the studio for a face-to-face -face show, please. It would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I have to do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. We're gonna put the camera here. We're gonna put the camera here, and then we're gonna sit down both of us and have a conversation. I just need to get a second microphone and and do a, a try to set up. But yeah. But yeah, listen. It's been. Two hour and twenty three. Listen, I, I try to keep this 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 show uh, under one hour. But listen, the conversation was super interesting, um, and uh, I uh, listen. I found a way. Before I go, uh, I found an amazing way to first of all to cut the show, and now that's what I, that's what I do now soon as the show is finished now, I'm gonna be able to turn it into little clips in one go in Final Cut. I've really, I finally found a way to edit all the clips from Club Shatter and just up, export everything from I want. That, that's amazing. So that's the first thing that I found. And another thing that, I, that is amazing now that I can do from one episode is I found uh, let me see, where did I put this? Um, listen, I found an app and I'm going to put the link in the description because I'm going to use it. Uh, thanks a lot, free. I'm going to put the link in the, in the chat right now and I'm also going to add it to the description of the show. Uh, let me add it to the description of this show. Um, back please, online backups. Okay, I'll add it to the end of this show. Actually, I have to add this to the end of every show. But it's called Clap. And listen, it is amazing. I was shocked at what this does. You take a link, right? You take a link straight from your YouTube video or any YouTube video, I guess. And it will turn it into a short video via AI, it will choose the right place and it will propose you 10 videos. So look, I, when I was trying this, 
I tried and I paid I paid one year straight. Um, this is my dashboard. So I took this video called my petty is deluxe from one episode of Club Shadow, right? And I just copied the link of my YouTube here, where you can also put a video. And from this video, it generated by itself six videos that I already posted. And it generated videos with a lot of subtitles and everything. With transcript of what you say and titles. And then all you have to do is download them. You can edit them, of course, if you want to change the, the where where the text is, etc., etc., the font, all that stuff. Uh, you can, of course, edit the captions. But and it gave me see six videos from a twenty-minute video. Now imagine after doing an episode like just now, right? Soon as I finish. I finished doing my video. Look, look. Let's bring back accountability. Same thing. I put a video and then it gives you one minute videos by itself. And it, it knows, it reads, and it, it AI generates uh, titles and it finds the right place in your, in your, to create clips. So you don't even need an assistant. This is crazy. And um, so what I'm going to do now is soon as I'm done with this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the link of the video, of the, of the, the show like this close. And then I'm just going to pass it here. You see, and then it's going to generate me a bunch of clips that I'm going to be able to use tomorrow. And this changes everything for me because it makes me go so fast in creating content. Another thing that is amazing that I found is, is something that um, maybe I will I will explain in the next episode is how to cut after doing an episode of Club Shada, how I can un understood how to now use compound clips on Final Cut to just create quickly from one episode in 10 minutes. And I'm going to do it now when I finish the episode way to just cut all the clips that I'm going to use on YouTube, the eight minute, 10 minutes clips from this, this show that I just did and cut them, cut them, cut them quick in and then export all the videos at once. Since I understood how to do these two things, yo, it's over. Now I would love to find a way to do the same thing that I do with clap, uh, using, um, the same AI stuff. Just after I finish the episode, I just put it there and then it just give me a bunch of extra without subtitles and stuff. That would be amazing. But just with this, listen, an hour after the episode is done, I already have like all my videos ready and I just export them and schedule them for tomorrow or the day after. That's beautiful. But listen, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I'm sorry that instead of doing one hour, I did two and a, two hours and a half. Talked forever. Uh, that was cool. Um, and uh, yeah, listen. Uh, 
if you enjoy the show put me a bunch of rainbows in the chat the same way my dear anan is doing and uh, as always uh this show is brought to you by shadowware.com the gods of good fortune actually thanks to the person who bought a sweatshirt gods of good fortune i'm going to get one for myself as well and uh, thanks to our stream royalty again for the month of october now uh anan with 21 dollars. anybody who want to become the stream royalty this is the person to beat now and uh, thanks to all our sponsors uh, it's always a pleasure to have you guys and i'm gonna leave you actually with the song that is playing in the back that is called um fugitive and uh shout out gang i'll see you Wednesday. Bless.